Welcome to the Jay Che Show. Let's begin. I am here with the one and only Ross Kellen of Champions MMA on the north side of Lakeland. Welcome, sir. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you having me. Yeah, that. so uh, Ross, we've known each other for uh, on and off for a long time. So you trained with... Uh, my fa- at my father's location years ago when we were both kids. Right. And, you know, um, there's a theory that if someone leaves their hometown for an extended period of time, that you lose a chunk of your memory. <laughs> you, you, lose, you lose a chunk of your memory and you, 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 uh, and you can't recall a lot of the things that people that stayed in town can right right so 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 tell me i mean how how long did you train at my dad's uh, about two years yeah two years yeah, yeah. in the early early 80s mm-hmm. mid 80s mid 80s mid 80s okay so. yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah maybe 85 to 7 or 80 right right four to six somewhere in there okay, okay. i lived on edgewood i had a big pink house on edgewood uh-huh and uh it's like right on the edgewood and cleveland heights yeah and uh I rode my bike down there uh-huh. a couple times right. to train, and right. you and your brother, and uh-huh. uh, of course your father. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I had trained in uh, Taekwondo with my my dad. Uh, he originally trained in Okinawa, mm-hmm. but with karate, right? And uh, Ishinru. And uh, when he came back from Vietnam, he was still mm-hmm. in it and wanted me to train. And so, yeah, I trained in a bunch of different martial arts um, up up in the north, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago, Illinois, and stuff like that. And when I moved down here, um, my mother's family was from down here, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and you, you you found my dad's my, my dad's spot. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. A mile uh, away, so <laughs> pretty easy to find. No excuses. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. uh, you know, uh, you invited me uh, to one of your events. Uh, you hold uh, rival MMA, right. if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that's a local uh, MMA uh, event right. uh, on the north side at Wild Greg's. Yeah, we've Sullivan, had them, we've had them right? a couple of different places, but we've kind of settled in Wild Greg's. Wild Greg's, yeah. and and that was the the first time I went to a local MMA show, mm-hmm. and man, it was it was great. <laughs> I had a fantastic time uh, watching all those uh, up and coming uh, fighters do their thing. Um, it's fantastic to see. Uh, I mean, they they let it all hang out. Yeah, those guys. You know, a lot of a lot of people don't really support a lot more of the local MMA guys, and you know they're you know they'll end up going to Hooters to watch UFC and all these guys right. that they'll uh, never meet or whatever. Uh-huh. And a lot of these guys get their starts from smaller shows like what I do. Yeah, you have to do amateur first and then get into the mm-hmm. pros. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan fan of MMA. Um, I mean, even since the early ages through the dark ages of MMA, I've been, I've always been a fan, uh, but I've always gone to the bigger events right. and I've never once gone to one where you're literally a, a few feet from the cage right? and you're seeing everything. And that, that perspective changes everything. I think if more people went to see local MMA events, like such as yours, They'd have a greater appreciation for what they see in the UFC. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, in in these you know you know one FC and and uh, all these larger events. Um, of course, yeah, you know at those larger events, those bigger events, the UFC events, they're 
those martial artists operate on us on such a high high level uh the highest level rather um but there's something about about your event man it's it was fantastic thanks you know in a in a you know it is a bar so it's a more personal setting so you have a lot of people a lot of interaction you get a lot of people hyped up you know especially my vips and sponsors absolutely go ape shit crazy they, uh-huh. they you know they yeah. love it yeah and these are a lot of the lakeland professionals you know right. in real estate and other other uh, business ventures but mm-hmm. they uh they party they drink they have a lot of fun they root for fighters and yeah you know we had and th- we had one this weekend and i was hoping you, you God, made I wasn't it. able to make it yeah, yeah. yeah no I, I uh i was actually looking for you to see if you <laughs> i would i would have texted <laughs> you if i were if i were but, uh, yeah but there was we had like three or four knockouts a couple submissions right some highlight real quality stuff you oh, know? so it was it was yeah. really good you know, i definitely look nuts. forward to the next one uh, uh, that is for sure um, and so tell, tell me, uh, you specialize in MMA, your school specializes in MMA. Right. I mean, how many people come into the doors thinking they're going to be the next ultimate fighter and, yeah. and, 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 and have these aspirations become the next Conor McGregor or, or, yeah. or someone? I, I mean, how, how often do you see that? I mean, you must see that all the time. Yeah, I do. Um, back when UFC first started, you know, we, we would get, uh, at challenge matches we'd have people you know try to test us and that that mm-hmm. lasted for you know a couple of years and then right. after that people would come in and go and you know i've had some people go you know pretty the highest levels in the, in the fight game mm-hmm. and um but now you know i'm pretty hard on the guys because it takes a lot to get into you know mm-hmm. mma and you know putting your name on stuff a lot so i make them I won't just let them do MMA. I make them do like the other classes too, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have to have a good ground game. Right. Unless they were a wrestler. Right. They can't go right into the MMA program with me. Yeah. Um, I'll let them try it out. But if I think they can, because the conditioning alone kills most people. Right. Um, but, or if there's something, you know, if they have some kind of background, I'll let them, you know, go into that class too. But, right. As far as how many people over the years, hundreds. You know, yeah. everybody thinks they're going to be Conor McGregor. Right. You know. Right. Right away, they start talking talking yeah. trash. Right. Away. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right away yeah. with like one fight yeah. under their no, belt. No, I mean, I mean, you you yeah. you know how I am. I'm very respectful of all martial arts, so I don't yeah. I don't allow that right you know, at my school at all. But mm. you know, there's a time for it, not you know for the trash talk. And as an amateur, there's no time for trash talk. You're yeah. you're nobody yet. Right. You know, you haven't made a name. You haven't done anything. Sure. It's like Connor didn't even trash talk until, you know, uh, you know after the, the Marcus Brimage fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Matter yeah. of fact, uh, one of my, one of my uh, good buddies, Charles McCarthy, um, it, he and I had a management uh, company for a little bit. Uh, he was actually managing Marcus Brimage. Oh, okay. And uh, he, um, he lost that fight. And then I talked to Charles and Charles was trying to get him some, some other right. matches and he, Asked me because I do uh, grappling tournaments too, a yeah. couple of American grappling tournaments, and so I ended up getting Marcus a grappling match. Yeah. And he ended up losing to oh, one man. of one of the guys that I matched him up with, so I felt really bad. Right. I mean, coming that. into that fight, Marcus looked like you know he was just going to trounce. Yeah. Connor. No, I, nobody knew who Connor was. Nobody well, knew who that guy was we, at the time. Right? I have another. Yeah, I have another good friend named Jim Allers who um, was fighting in Cage Warriors at the same time. That's where Connor was made his name mm-hmm. out in England, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they were supposed to meet and Jim's a local Florida guy. You know, he's trained with me a couple of times and he's, he's in South Florida. He's got his own martial arts school now. Mm. Um, but he, uh, they were supposed to meet and, and, you know, we always wondered like if they had met at that time, cause 
would have been a different story, perhaps. Yeah, Jim was a really good grappler, you know, and at the time Connor had little to no grappling. Uh-huh. And if he had if he was able to take him down and beat him right at that time, you know, there might not have been that Connor McGregor <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, as a matter of fact, I believe they were scheduled to fight, and that's when Connor got called up to the UFC. I see. And Jim ended up fighting someone else for the title. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, that is, he's got such an interesting style. I was look, looking at uh, Lawrence Kenshin's uh, uh, YouTube channel last night, mm-hmm. and it featured Connor and his unorthodox uh, bladed stance uh, right. for boxing. And Taekwondo, right? right. So how no, he I had, I mixes those yet, I, two I, up, and 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 it was it was evident for a while, of course, that that Connor was was throwing a lot of uh, what would what would be traditional Taekwondo style karate style kicks, you know, those turning side kicks and and wheel kicks, and what have you, and then you know just to set up that big left hand of his. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting seeing Lawrence. I don't know if you've seen Lawrence. I didn't watch it. I saw, I saw it posted, but I just didn't get yeah, a chance to watch yeah. it yet. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so Rival, you have that show here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Champions MMA. Um, and, you know, your, your family as well. I mean, your, your daughter, your, your daughter who's uh, an accomplished wrestler. Right, yeah. In her she, own right. Uh, yeah. She wrestled at uh, Lake Gibson High School. She won the Girl State. Uh, four years in a row, four-time state champ, and then yeah. she was a girls' national high school champ. Looking at her, yeah, I mean, if you were on the street and you looked at her, you'd be like, oh, she's, you know, a, a pretty young girl. Right. Right? You would never guess no. <laughs> that she was a monster. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, literally yeah, a she's, monster. She's a badass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, you know, she there's no fear uh, of, of a, you know, a boy taking advantage of her because she's just, no, we she's used just to... too strong. <laughs> We used to, I used to have a hashtag. I'm trying to think of what it was. Um, uh, rec- wrecking hashtag like wrecking boys like toddler toys. So we, we, she 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 always had like every year. The way it works in 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 girls high school here is, you know, they don't have like a really just a girls division. Okay. So the girls would always go with the boys, hmm. and so she always had a winning record every season. It was like, you know, twenty and five, eighteen and six, something along those every every season. Every year, right. and she only in high school she only wrestled um, another girl uh, named Michaela, and her and Michaela kind of had a little ri- rivalry, rivalry going. And this girl was out of Auburndale, and she was really tough. And mm-hmm. um, Michaela had beat Bree twice uh, through a season, and then they met at, or she beat her once in her freshman year, and then she beat her once in her sophomore year i think and then her sophomore like michaela won the state champ at like 106 Bree's freshman year mm-hmm. and then brianna won 113 that same year and then the next year um michaela didn't decided she wasn't going to drop weight which was her senior year but it was Bree's second year mm-hmm. and michaela we had thought michaela was going to drop weight that year and she didn't she's like because she figured she'd already beat brie mm. so Brie, you know, and Brie had lost to her twice already, but each time the margin was getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. and so the they fi- they met in the finals of the state champ championship at uh, it was in Osceola, and Brie was a little you know she was a little nervous, but you know she had been training you know really hard, mm-hmm. but she did you know we knew probably a month before maybe maybe two weeks before that Michaela wasn't dropping weight. And uh, 
so we go in there and I just told her, I was like, just go have fun. You know, just yeah. go do what you're going to do. And they kind of got heated and Michaela at one point shoved Bree into me. Like I was sitting in the coach's chair with Gabe Gibbs, who's one of the. I mean, is this outside of the match? No, this is in the match. In the, the match. The match started. They were okay. wrestling. Nothing was really going on. But at one point, Bree had her back to me because they were circling around in the ring mm-hmm. or in, in the mat. And Michaela shoves Bree and like kind of falls off actually into my seat like right. on top of me okay. and coach Gibbs and I said right there go fuck her up go kick her ass yeah and Brie beat the shit out of her and mm. she didn't pin her but she beat her by I think it was like 11-6 something like that wow just in wrestling that's a lot you know yeah yeah, just yeah yeah she trounced her yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah she she got mad and once that happened it was over for her right and then she won all four years at 113 yeah you know there, there's a uh, there's something to be said about controlling your emotions about staying cool, remaining calm, focusing on technique, but you got to be able to turn on that switch. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the emotions are are necessary, right? As as much as uh, as much as martial artists uh, and, and yeah, yeah, educated people and say, hey, you know, you stay cool, stay calm, right? Focus on your technique, focus on on your game, but I mean. You got to be able to turn on that switch, yeah, because no. it is necessary. I mean, it, it can it can step your game up and also you know ruin things for you too. But uh, yeah. to be able to use that constructively, that 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 edge, that emotional edge, constructively is is necessary. Well, that was something uh, Dan Severn, you know, his nickname was the Beast. Mm-hmm. Severn used to say a lot. I've had many many discussions with him over the years. Um, he's one of those guys who. Starts talking so much, you kind of like, okay, have a nice day. I gotta go. <laughs> you know, he, he, won't, he won't leave you. <laughs> he alone. won't leave you alone. He's such right. a nice guy. It, it's, what, is it's he amazing. still around? I mean, yeah, what, he's what, still. I, I mean, he's still alive. He's not fighting yeah. anymore. He finally retired. He's got. He's got maybe three hundred fights, like legitimately oh, rec- wow. on record fights. It's ridiculous. Um, he was fighting well into his fifties, you know. But um, I've seen him at many, many events. He's. 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 Um, I've actually cornered him in one event many really? years ago. Yeah, in Orlando. Uh-huh. Um, but he's, he's, uh, is he, is he here in central Florida? No, no. He lives in Michigan. Oh, okay. Like cold water, Michigan, something like that. Mm-hmm. But he came and did a fight down there. I mean, I remember Dan Severn, uh, yeah. the early days of the UFC Absolutely. giant man, just he, taller than everybody. He honestly is big old the... mustache, the tidy, yeah. tight, tight black briefs with yeah. the, with the wrestling shoes. He, he looks like yeah. he came out of the thirties with a giant body. He's one of the widest human beings, not white, but wide, wide, just yeah. so yeah. thick, like unbelievable. I mean, he was Greco Roman wrestler too. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievably wide, um, very jovial, very nice. Always cracking jokes, like mm-hmm. just really cool guy. But you know, he, you know, they call him Beast because he turn he, he switches, he changes when he gets mm-hmm. in the in Into the cage. Wasn't it uh, him that he he? Uh, I want to say it was Dan Severn against some Japanese fighter in Japan. I think it was in Pride where they had. At one point in the match, and I, I saw this on a YouTube clip where they they grabbed each other by the throat, both him and the other no, guy. That was Don Fry. Oh, it was, was Don, Don Fry. Yeah, was okay, Don Fry. all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. exactly. What you, yeah, they okay. just kept punching each other. Right, they just kept <laughs> punching each other. <laughs> just, just right hand, right hand, right hand, and they were both hitting each other at one point at the same time. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, okay, that was Don Fry. Yeah, yeah that was Don Fry. But yeah. Dan, uh, Dan got in the UFC, didn't really know what he was getting into, and he ended up fighting Hoyce and uh, losing to Hoyce right. in, in like 12 minutes, something like that. And he he always said, and even to this day, he swears, like, 
he didn't want to punch him because he was a smaller dude. I mean, actually, Hoist is about the same size as Dan. They're both about 6'2", but Hoist was, you know, 160 oh, Hoist pounds. Hoist is a way lighter guy. He's a oh, yeah, skinny yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dan's got at least 100 pounds on him, but, right. but Hoist is, you know, everybody say how little he is. He's tall. He's a know, tall guy. He's, he's 6'1", yeah, he's 6'2", tall, yeah. tall, lanky guy. Mm-hmm. You know, no meat on his bones, but Dan you know, had, had the meat on him, and he just felt like he, he would have hurt. He him. didn't want to like punch him in yeah, the face. Yeah, I mean, whether that was an excuse or, or what, whatever, I don't know. He didn't. He and if you watch that first UFC or the UFC when him and Hoist fought, he didn't. He wasn't punching him like that. Right. Got it. Um, where he could have been, you know. Yeah, he really, could have. He could have been mowing him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether you know, not say the outcome would have changed from, from Hoist. Yeah. But he, you know, it, it's true when you go back and watch that. Right. But Dan. Is just one of those guys who won't stop talking, but he's so nice. But so he, nice. He, yeah, when he gets in the cage, he's he's a lot guy. meaner. He, right. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a lot meaner. But then you know he was nice to always. But right. But I remember, I remember, I, I've had over the years, I've had a lot of guys fight on the same cards as him. Mm. And he'll come in, do whatever, real quiet. He usually brings like a pillow and a sleeping bag or a blanket, and he'll go in the in the back room where everybody's you know training and stuff, and he's like wake me up like thirty minutes before I go on. He just goes back there and oh, goes to sleep. Guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and he just yeah. gets up and goes and does his job. Right. I mean, I hear a, a few um, like high level, high level athletes do that, where before their match, before their competition, before their game, they just take a nap. They just nap well, you out. Got, you got to think about it, man. When you have somebody who's like he was a wrestler, he wrestled his entire life, him and his brother, and they've got like. I don't know if it was in the high school or college scene in Michigan or wherever he went, but they've got records for like the most pins, mm. you know, by a wrestler. But they they nonstop competed, right? So it's know, just it's old it's, hat. It's, it's, yeah, it's not yeah, having performance anxiety of any kind. There's or, none. There's none. none. That's it's why just... I wanted my daughter to wrestle so much or compete so much. It's like I don't care, you know, win, lose, whatever. I mean, obviously, I do a little bit, right? But that you cannot make up for that amount of training sure that's why when ronda went out there she was an olympian she's had thousands of judo matches literally thousands that's right so by the time she gets to a girl who's never had any judo or wrestling or sport karate or taekwondo matches or anything Mm -hmm. and just started mma three four years ago and she goes she's gonna she's gonna destroy them that's That's why she was beaten until she started getting girls who've had many many matches and experiences until she faced holly holm and that was uh yeah yeah. well by by that time you know, Rondo had her head full of other things, and sure. her mind wasn't there. And she was Hollywood then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. By then, yeah. she, she she was distracted. Holiday. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting back to uh, t- to performance and anxiety. Um, you know, when you start your kid off in doing a pursuit like wrestling uh, at a young age. I mean, how 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 young did you have her start, or how long did she well, want to start to begin with? Um. <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, she was doing jujitsu with me, and ever since she could crawl, really, right? Uh, like, you know, her her first steps were, you know, her literally all three of my kids, their first steps were on the mat. Mm-hmm. Their first crawling was on my mat. Mm-hmm. Um, I opened my school down here in '98, and you know, she was born in '98. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I opened like August, and she was born in October, so. You know, everything, you know, I used to carry her in a little, you know, car seat in, in the school right. and put up a crib in the, you know, in the corner. And so she grew up there. And so she, she trained and competed. And, you know, even back then in early 90s, there wasn't a lot of girls, or in the mid 90s, there wasn't a lot of girls, comp- or not even 90s, I'm sorry, in early 2000s, there wasn't a lot of girl competitors. Mm-hmm. 
So she would go with boys too, and right. she would always pull guard, and it drove me crazy because I had a wrestling base mm. before I got into jujitsu. I did take one over with you, mm-hmm. your family, and then yeah. you know, and other families, but then you know, <laughs> I got into wrestling because my dad was a wrestler, right? And uh, which is super important, by the way. Yeah, I, well, I, I I think wrestling is is I mean for MMA, it certainly is the base. Oh yeah, it, it is the starting point. That's absolutely that's, that's ground, yeah, it's, ground zero. Yeah, 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 it's your roots, and then mm-hmm. so so by the time. She was 12. She had already been competing, you know, four or five years in jiu-jitsu tournaments. And, you know, back then there wasn't a lot of them, but she would, you know, local, you know, a couple of local schools would get together and we'd have little tournaments. And so she'd compete in those, but she'd always pull guard and it drove me crazy. So <clears throat> when she was 12, you know, when they started getting those teen years, I don't really don't want to listen to dad no more. Yeah. And I wanted her, you know, wrestle. So I took her to Lake Gibson. And she was like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. And let her do a couple of practices. No big deal. Not, you know, she really wasn't even competing then. Right. And same thing in eighth grade. I made her go, you know, she'd walk over from middle school a little bit more, you know, get familiar with the coaches and everything. And so ninth grade, we really sat down and it's like, all right, this is the game plan. Because she loved doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. But at that point, she was kind of, you know, she just didn't want to listen to me anymore. So right. I was like, well, what are we going to do with this other sport? Yeah. And so she's like, okay. And first, her, her, when she was doing it, <clears throat> they they didn't really, you know, the the seventh eighth grade they weren't really pushing her that hard because you know she wasn't a high school kid. Right. And at the time they didn't have a club team. Now they have a club team, but then mm-hmm. they really didn't have one. They'd have two or three kids. They're all different sizes, ages. So you know it wasn't matched well. <laughs> and uh, so then they you know they they started developing one, which is a real good club team now. Mm. Uh, for the under high school kids, but she would, so once ninth grade started, they're like, okay, you're gonna be here. So even Walker, you know, Coach Walker, Danny Walker is the coach there. I love him to death. He's a great, great coach, great guy, great human being. He, um, I can't say enough good things about Danny Walker. Yeah. Anyway, he, uh, he literally tried to get her to quit. He's like, I, he had another girl that wasn't, that was, you know, didn't didn't go as far as Bree did, but right. He's like. I don't know how to coach girls. Like, I don't need, I don't want to make, you know, exceptions for her. I don't want to make different, you know, didn't want to make other boys uncomfortable. Cause you know, it is, you know, it's a boy and a girl and they got to get in they weird have to positions. Make contact. Right. Yeah. 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 And you know, to me it's nothing cause I've been doing this sport forever. Right. And you know, and I talked with her, you know, don't let boys, you know, take advantage of you or do weird things, you know, stuff right. like that. Sure. And, sure. You know, had that little uncomfortable talk, but it was, it was all like, you know, go time. And yeah, and no boys, you know, ever really did anything. I mean, didn't take not, advantage of her. No, that. absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Not from like Gibson. Right. Um, <clears throat> but she, uh, Walker tried to make her quit, man. Just grind her, <laughs> grind her, grind her. And he's like, this little fucker won't stop. She wouldn't stop. And she just didn't stop. But she would come home every day crying to me. Oh, like, yeah. dad, I want to quit. I want to quit. And I'm like, Bree, can't quit. Right. You know, it's not in you. It's not what we're about. I'm not yeah. going to quit. You know, I'm, I'm not going to let you regret it. She's in college now? She's in college wrestling yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, King University. Okay. She's right. ranked sixth in the nation. Wow. Right now. She's uh, very cool. In her second year at King. And What is, uh, I mean, I wish she was here. We can talk to her, but uh, what, what does she want to do with herself? She wants that? to fight. She wants, actually, she, me and her have been arguing now. She wants to quit college wrestling and go right into MMA. Oh, no. She's went out, <clears throat> she's went out to a couple uh, big big gyms that have UFC fighters right. that are fighting currently in the UFC and yeah. she raped them. Absolutely destroyed them. Really? Yeah. And I don't want to name
name names. But, yeah, yeah. But, okay. but, but they're, I mean, I'll tell you off air. <laughs> but she absolutely raped them. Wow. And, and uh, so now she wants, she's got that in her head. That, yeah. You know, she and it was several to, gyms. It just fight. wasn't one gym. And then right. there's a couple, a couple big uh, UFC coaches that, or have, UFC fighters, the coaches that want her on their team, though, right? Trying like, hey, sure. come train with us. And I'm yeah. like, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah, because I wanted to finish, you know. Yeah, fin- like, finish school. Exactly. Finish school. That all exactly. of all of that will be. There It'll be for there. You. It's yeah. like you have a specialized training, so you know. So we might, I, I might have her change colleges just to give her a, a fresh, you know, a fresh place to go. You know, but stay in the in the wrestling. Right. We've been actually, you know, it's kind of a sore subject right now. Her and I have been fighting about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's, she's 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 a said, lovely girl, by the way. Thank you. She thank she you. is. She's got her lovely. head on straight. Yeah. She's focused, all that stuff. But every now and you know, she's still twenty. She's twenty. Yeah. You know, she's still in she's that, still a kid. She's a kid. Yeah, still a kid. So I think anyone under thirty is still a kid. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> anyone under I think thirty. The older is still we kid. get, the more yeah. they're a kid. Are right. You know? I mean, heck, I mean, I, I'm 42, and I, I still you feel hear like about you hear about the people trying to make the voting age to 16. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, you're retarded. Oh my god, no, you're, no, no, you're fucking no, retarded. no, no, no. You they need the if anything else, they need to raise yeah, exactly. The voting age. I, I've been thinking about it. 25. Yeah, you, know, you don't. You have no yeah, responsibilities at 16. Right. Well, let's make world decisions at 16. We got things. We got retarded. a lot of things. We got backwards here in the country for sure. Uh, and but to 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 lower the voting age to sixteen. I mean, do you know any sixteen? I do. Yeah, I know. And I don't exactly. trust them to vote. Exactly. I don't even trust them to drive. I don't trust them to drive. How are yeah. you? How are you gonna? You know, <laughs> the, the, the caveat was with the eight dropping to eighteen is they did that because they were going to war. Like right. if you're gonna sacrifice your life, you know, then you should be able to make a decision on what you're doing. And I and I could see that. I. Uh, but okay. at sixteen, you're not even allowed to have sex. Right. So, I mean, I mean so you're not what, allowed to drink. Exactly. You're not right? allowed to do anything. Well, I mean, why they have the, vo- the the drinking age to 21 is, I, I don't quite get that. If you're able to uh, die for the country, for your country, you should be able to drink. Right. You should be able to have a beer. Right. And that shouldn't be illegal. Yeah, I agree. I, I think know. I think on basis, I think they're allowed to at certain areas. Mm-hmm. You know, but regardless, it's stupid. Right. I don't, I don't hey, have you ever seen that uh, that movie? Oh gosh, it's a Mike Judge movie with Luke Wilson in it. Idiocracy. Oh God, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, okay, we're, we're living well in idi- <laughs> we're living in idiocracy right now with the with the with the president and everything. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I, I feel I, I can't. Um, I had this conversation with uh, with one of my uh, with my me- one of my members uh, yesterday about how just crazy things feel right now. I mean, just in public. And I'm not talking about just walking down the, uh, you know, the, down the aisles of Walmart either. I'm, I'm just in general, you know, being at a restaurant and seeing certain behaviors. Maybe that's just because I'm in my 40s now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Because you know, think about if you, if you know, 100 years ago, everybody wore a suit. Sure. Kids, adults, everything. You wore a suit all day long. Or right. you work in the fields, you wore a suit or t- button-up shirts. You know, right. Long sleeves. And, yeah. And yeah. and now you know. Especially in Florida, it's flip flops, t shirt, shorts. Right. That's that's pretty much my outfit year round. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, we I have, we don't have bat, nice... bat an eye about someone in a bikini, right, <laughs> in a department store. No, we don't even bat no, an eye. No. Yeah, especially Walmart. Right. <laughs> I mean, I I literally have my dress flops. <laughs> you know? I have. Oh, I need my dress. I need my good my good flops. You know. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, your your uh, re- wrestling. Uh, I wish there was a a club down here on the south side that they can get my kids into. You know, I don't. You know, I don't know uh, uh, any. I don't know if any of the other high schools have that. Right. I know, I know Lake Gibson. I know uh, one of my one of my members. Uh, their their the, their dad is the head coach at Southeastern. Oh, okay. He's the Southeastern yeah, wrestling I mean, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Maldonado. Yeah, Maldonado. Real nice guy. Yeah, super nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad what they're doing for that for the kids here in Florida. Because a lot of these kids, the problem with Florida kids going out and wrestling everywhere is because they're so used to this climate, so used to a certain lifestyle and everything, and they go to the these other states where there's no sunshine to wrestle. Iowa, yeah, Oklahoma. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing to Wisconsin. do. Wisconsin. There's no water. There's no sunshine. So if you're a Florida boy, you're used to these things. You go out there, you get depressed. <laughs> so most of them end up quitting. There's a high quit rate, and they all come back here. And I think, you know, my daughter's in Tennessee. She's in Bristol, Tennessee, where there's nothing there. There's mountains and snow, but she wasn't raised that way. I mean, right. she loves it and all that, but there's not a lot of sunshine. You know, it's, it's a not, different mentality. It's a different told, lifestyle. Told They're her. staying indoors she's a beach and girl. grinding it out. Yeah, yeah, she's a beach girl, and, and, you know, it's hard to change climate, you know. You don't have your parents. You don't have your same group of friends. You don't have the same foods that you grew up with. Everything's different. You know, yeah. you lived in one place your whole life. You go up here and you got to have a hard work ethic and right. different climate and culture. And I think we, I think uh, d- despite the summer being so brutally hot, I think we're spoiled. Oh, we are. I think we're spoiled because we have right. summer light all year. We, <laughs> we, we, we have, you know, you throw a rock in any direction, you've got the beach, you've got water. Pe- people don't go to vacation in the snow, you know, unless they're skiing. You know, right, they don't just to go do things. I don't you know? get the whole skiing. Every, thing. every, I don't either. Everybody comes to Florida to vacation, yeah. go chill out and be lazy on the beach. Right, yeah. I, 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 you, you have beaches here. There's golf all year round. Not that you know you have to be a golfer to appreciate that, but just just the the outdoors aspect of fishing, hunting, you know, scuba. It's it's here. It's everywhere. We have we. We are the most dangerous state out there. You have oh yeah, and then we're, most, we're the bears. craziest state too. <laughs> you have saltwater crocs, right? Pythons, yeah, and then and and black and, widows. And I have Sheriff Judd, Sheriff Judd, <laughs> Sheriff Judd. <laughs> in Polk County, right? Yeah. So uh, can't shoot enough people, right? It's I mean, yeah, we're in a, we're in a, the the most fun yet crazy craziest state uh, in in the U.S. Um. So, uh, getting back to to MMA, you got any uh, any fighters that are uh, gonna make the big show? Um, I have uh, a couple that you know they're they're getting groomed. Um, I have one of mine that should have been put in quite a while ago, Reggie Pena. Um, he's beat three UFC fighters, either knocked them out or submitted them. Like mm. in in MMA, he's fought in World Series of Fighting. He's fought in a bunch of other shows that are almost at UFC level, but he hadn't made it to that that show. But <clears throat> he beat uh, I can't think of the well, one of the guys he beat Sabah Hamasi. He triangled him. He was mm-hmm. from American Top Team. Then there's another guy. Um, can't think of his, he he choked him out in World Series of Fighting, um, like in the first round. Just I mean, Reggie's a beast, man. He wrestled at Springstead High School. Uh, just got amazing, amazing wrestling, amazing striking, good jujitsu. He's just an animal, and mm. 
age is working against him now. I think he's 35 or 36. Oh. So if he got in, it would now would be the time. But right. it's like people don't want to risk fighting him because he's so dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, you know, time out on his side. Right. Uh, and then I have Jessica Borga, who's a beast female. Yeah. Um, matter of fact. Uh, Again, one, one of the nicest people that you could awesome. meet. You know, yeah. if you if you didn't know what she did, and you just saw her on the street, you'd be like, "Ooh, you know, she's an attractive young lady, yeah. right?" Uh, you know, unassuming. Well, of course, mm, then you see yeah, you see the tattoos, you see a little bit of hair, like, oh, okay, maybe <laughs> you know, there's that maybe a little bit that. of right, okay, but <laughs> but nice as can be though, super, really, super, tr- truly nice. Yeah, she's and, um, a nice girl. Yeah, but then you know, she's a beast. She is. You know, she trains. 99 percent you know the only only you know she does have a couple of girls that we train with that are that uh you know for jujitsu that she trains with and you know help train her but you know as far as mma goes there's not any girls that really train with her so we matter of fact one of my buddies um uh in orlando his, his girl just got pulled up to the ufc and they mm-hmm. they asked us if we could come help with the training camp mm-hmm. so <clears throat> we're gonna go over on thursday How's she doing, she, by the way? She's uh, great. Yeah. yeah. So is she healed up? Yes. From yeah. her last fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she got a the girl the last girl she fought. We uh, I requested that the state do uh, some blood work, you know, see if the steroids were in there. And they, right. they they're like, oh, we don't do it. And I'm like, oh my god, what kind of podunk country? There's you know, there's Tennessee. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, and like like they wouldn't do the blood work, but the guy, you know, he was he was off record. He was like, I totally understand your. Your, uh, I mean, did she physically look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. You can tell. I mean, you've been in the sport for so long. I mean, yeah. you can tell when people have taken some stuff. Yeah, and she's she's absolutely on on some kind of gear. Right. But you know, it is what it is. You know, that's the the fact that you go into it. Jessica's a clean, you know, clean. She doesn't do anything. Mm. And um, uh, she hits like a mule. By the she way, she does hit. When I was holding targets for her yeah, that one time, it yeah. that was like, no, oh my. God. Well, we were, you know, like yeah. I, I asked you to help us, you know, prepare her for the, that fight. And I'm that, sorry, man. I, I, I that, wasn't available to. to no, 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 guys. no, 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 yeah. no. You, you did. You gave us a lot of good pointers. The, the damn girl didn't throw one kick like we were expect. Like her fight before, she didn't throw her left. She didn't throw a kick at all. Yeah. Yeah, we were expecting that because the they both Jessica fought or just fought this girl Shannon and Shannon fought another girl named Lisa Spangler and and. Jessica beat the shit out of Lisa Spangler for four out of five rounds, and in the last ten seconds of the round, the referee starts egging the crowd on, and it distracted. Yeah, the ref's not supposed to do that. This was up in Oregon. Yeah, this is up. This is in God. Where was this? Dakota or something? North Dakota? I don't know. Somewhere there's no commission, Mm. and so he felt like he was the cheer the cheerleader, so it distracted Borga, and she didn't see the girl. You know, Lisa get her with a couple shots. And, you know, because all the noise and commotion from the ref distracted her. Right. And so she ended up TKO and Jessica with oh, with nine seconds left in the fight. Uh, Even the other coach was like, he was packing up and said, oh, we lost this one, you know. And Jessica would have won. And that girl is now in the UFC. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then so the next fight, Shana, Lisa fights Shanna. And um, uh, Shanna the whole time was throwing high left round kicks, high left round kicks, yeah. high left round kicks. She would do a couple things 
nothing major. Didn't look like they were strong. Didn't right. you know? So they now it's the fight right before Jessica, and they completely changed their game plan. Like she did n- absolutely zero. Mm. Like she rushed Jessica to the cage and held her to the cage because they didn't want her to unleash her hands because Jessica's very strong, very mm-hmm. powerful with punches. Yeah, and she was beating Lisa Spangler up that, and Lisa was beating Shannon up with that. So if she had used that kicking range, we were going to take her down and just pound her out. Right. And they didn't kick one time. Uh, it was like it was very good coaching on their part. They, you know, they they had a really good game plan. So I was a little <clears throat> a little disappointed right. in that because yeah, she must have in that first in the fight with Lisa, she probably threw fifteen twenty you know leg kicks in a three round fight. Hmm. You, know? Hmm. you know, high ones to the head. You know, high higher kicks. Right. And Lisa was blocking them, but. You know, it was keeping Lisa at bay, whereas we were expecting it, so we were like, I'm in on it. Yeah. No, she didn't nothing, happen. Nothing. No, no. And we're like, and so what she did is, it's funny enough, Shannon actually wrestled at the same college my daughter did. Oh. She wrestled at King okay. for like two years. Yeah. And and they said she was always like jacked right. and real strong, you know, too. So, mm-hmm. and, and, but anyway, they she, she took Jessica to the cage and just held her on the cage and just worked off the cage striking her. Right. And. We didn't. We really didn't prepare for that against her, because, I mean, we prepared, but not as focused we were on the kicking. Got it. Yeah. And during that, like Jess had a deviated septum, so she could only breathe out of one nostril, and so one of the rounds, I think it was first round, she, the girl Shannon caught her and broke her nose, so now she couldn't breathe at all. Mm-hmm. So she was breathing with her mouth open, and then at one point she kneed her and it broke her jaw in two places. And, aye, aye, aye. And a woman's jaw is a lot stronger than typically than a man's. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I, and how's most, that? How's that work? The the um, <laughs> is this the, is that what the doctor what told I, you? Yeah, or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Several doctors told us this, hmm. and the force it would have taken for a woman to break another woman's jaw is almost immeasurable. Like a lot of force, oh and God. the the areas and the way it broke. Right. And they're like, even the doctors were like, "That's not a normal." strike I mean, it was a knee strike we, we think it was the knee strike because there was one point where it kind of got at her right but in the second round is when it broke hey w- when do you um when do you tell a fighter or when do you tell one of your guys or girls that you know it, this pursuing mma is is not is not recommended for you if they suck i tell them before, before they even fight i'm like you got it or you don't got it right I'll tell them. So you'll let them know right yeah. away. Say, hey, I don't you know, care. <laughs> right. And and you and you will you refuse to train them or No, they can train. They yeah. can help train the other people. Right. But so but far as you I'll 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 let anybody have their you know, cuz I cuz I match fights too. Mm-hmm. I can ma- and I know a lot of coaches. I'm good friends with a lot of coaches. Yeah. And so I'll be like, "Hey, I got this guy. He's, you know, he's been training a few months. He just wants to do it. It's on his bucket list. You got somebody who's pretty green." And yeah, we match them up like that, and it's got it. most of the coaches that I deal with don't lie about it. Right. You know, there's certain coaches I wouldn't do that with because I don't trust them. Mm. But 90% of the coaches I I deal with, I trust. Got it. So there's like, almost yeah. like a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. That, yeah. That it's like the... we don't really care who wins or loses. Because there's nothing really on the line. No. For no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, hey, I got this guy. He's got a bucket list dream fighting a cage. You got someone? Yeah, I got somebody. Yeah. He's got a bucket list too. Right. Just because some people just want to get in the cage and do it and say they did it. Say they did. They have no aspirations to go anywhere else. Right. And luckily, you know, I have a a platform and avenue to do it. I mean, it's all legally sanctioned. I mean, we have we have insurance. We have we have a 
a doctor there. Mm-hmm. We have oxygen there. We have EMTs there. You know, yeah. It's all. You have all the safety nuts necessary Absolutely. to, to yeah. run, a, run a, yeah. a quality show. Back yeah. when back when I started doing it, no, <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, we'd usually have a doctor and an EMT. Um, but that was our, not because we were told, but because we were just you know concerned. Right. But there wasn't any you know weight restrictions on who could fight whom. Yeah. Or you know anything. So you know MMA has gone through a lot of changes over the years. Right. Luckily, I've been been around for all of them right right you know especially in florida yeah yeah but all right it's pretty fun hey man uh we can go on for a long time <laughs> uh and i know you've got a busy schedule um thanks for coming absolutely thanks for a coming great time, and, and uh and, and having stuff. this chat man for and sure i'll we'll have you back on again i'd love to when we do uh round two of uh of the episodes